0: Is a boardwalk audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. Hello listeners, welcome back. I'm happy to have you here. Um, rather than go on a rant about how much um, this our current U.S. government is just continually upsetting me, especially with this new claim to do a transgender ban on um, with the military, which is just unfortunate if that goes through, because those are people that are willing to... Uh, Fight um, for us, and you're just it's sad that they're finding every possible way to discriminate the people that make America great the thing that they wanted all along. I don't like it, but (laughs) uh, rather than waste time being not articulate about that, I do want to talk about uh, one thing I'm super excited for, and once again, after Comic Con rolled through, I've never been to Comic Con, I just want to get that out of the way. Um, But the new trailer for Thor Ragnarok um, dropped, and man am I super excited. I think that movie looks so much just full of fun. Uh, I cannot wait. But the big thing I'm really excited about is the running time. They said the movie is going to be the shortest MCU movie, um, and I think I just cannot – I'm so excited about that. And that's something that I shortly just want to talk about. like – I'm not a big I'm not a negative person like I'll sit in in a three hour movie or over two hour movie like two and a half whatever if it's good but I do think that there has been like a weird trend of like that's what makes a great movie is a long runtime. like we're we're sitting in it like, like a rich novel or whatever and I, I kind of disagree I think No matter the length of your movie, just be economic. Um, Are you telling the story? What I'm watching is it serving every aspect of the story and so to hear that we're shooting for shorter run times just gives me hope for all of cinema and us being refreshed again with even... A lot of people are oversaturated with superhero movies or big action movies. Well, you know, there are some out there that I don't like, whatever. But, man, I'm really loving these MCU movies. And Thor, I'm so excited. I love the director. I feel like I'm going to butcher his name and attempting to say it. Takidari, uh, I just even in my attempt to say it, look it up. I I did take the time to freaking look up how to say his name. He is a wonderful director. If you haven't seen his other movies Eagle vs. Shark which I didn't even realize was him but god I loved that movie when it came out. Such a fun tone. Uh, I haven't seen one movie of his boy which I now I'm going to go out of my way to see but what we do in the shadows and the hunt for the uh, wilder people are two of the best comedy movies or just movies in general that just came out in the last couple of years and the fact that he is now directing the new Thor and all the images of it, and the the, the, the shorter runtime. I really just have to put it on his shoulders, that director. I think it's because of him. His other movies are shorter and they tell a lot, and they have rich stories within that shorter time frame. I think we're gonna get. I at least I have faith that. Hope, faith I don't have faith Jesus Oh what words am I using right now But I just have I'm so excited I'm so freaking excited I think he's going to bring a lot to this um, Thor movie And the MCU Ecstatic about it It's something positive in the world right now Even though we're surrounded by so much negative So So Blah, but you know what? Another positive thing is my guest, my guest today on the podcast. Super excited to have him. He's a funny dude. Um, he is a triumph of adversity in life and continue to follow his dreams. Um, let's get straight to the podcast and with my wonderful guest, Joseph Kibler. <laughs> I'm here with Joseph Kibler. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello, Jeff. Um, And we just spent the afternoon watching Don John starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, also written and directed by him. Yes. Um, Great. Um, (laughs) I just want to get out of the way. It's very funny to watch a movie that's centered around a porn in the middle of the day, (laughs) just like sitting in a room that is partially... Like going through transition of a move, so it's like things are being stripped down, uh, with another man just sitting, like, sort of like properly
1: watching a movie, standing around. Porn. I realized as we started, I'm like, this is gonna get uncomfortable really fast. I'm I, not like uncomfortable, yeah, it's not like, like we actually were watching porn, no, but it was just like, oh, right, like, I, I knew it because I'm like, I knew this movie, obviously, yeah, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, there's a lot. Of porn in this film. Right. About other things, but also there's just a lot of porn scenes. Yes. And then just being like, oh, yeah. And then just, again, be like, okay, all right. This That's is. very funny because
0: before we get, returned back to the movie, yeah. have you, this is like going to be a very personal question because I have, like, it's sort of like a leading question because I have, like, a, a, a scenario to briefly talk about. Have you ever watched porn with another man? I have not. Me either? No. But there was a time, I remember when I was living in Utah, somebody got hold of a copy of, or somebody... Got hold of. I can't remember who had it. Maybe it was a girl we knew had it for some reason. That high budget pirates porn.
1: Oh yeah, you know, it was like called pirates. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be
0: like almost. It was because I think the fad of pirates of the Caribbean was out, right. and some porn company decided to make a huge budget porn porn, but it was like pirate themes. So yeah, they had like actual th- ships and tons of cinematography, like very well yeah. done. Like, and as a joke, a bunch of us, like a group of. Maybe ten or more. We're like, let's let's as a joke, like we'll watch this. We're gonna watch this porn together because it, I think we lasted not even fifteen minutes. Oh no, you, it's it's a it was hard just like this is just too much. Like no one was like into it. No one was like having fun with it. Like no. you do like a bad movie, right? Making jokes and quips <laughs> yeah. and like you were know, Just by the time we got to the first
1: porn scene, you know, which happened very soon, you're like. Uh, yeah.
0: No, we gotta.
1: It's not like <laughs> mystery science theater porn. Yes. Like, just not
0: really. Yeah, there's something like you can't. It just. It jumps to a level where you're like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that whether you're like, whether you're on a spectrum of anti-porn or like okay with porn, there's an intimacy
1: that is brought immediately into it that you're um, like, I can't do this in a group. <laughs> no, no. Even It doesn't matter. It just. and And you get silent like. You get yeah. like, painfully silent no matter like your position on it. Yeah, yeah. Because you yeah, could yeah. have a position of like, Oh, this is horrible, but you don't even want to voice that. You're just like yep going wait, wait it out, and get through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we did, well, we did, but it no. wasn't, the, it wasn't no. the same sort of
0: awkward. But no. As, before we jump into like discussing uh, my initial thoughts uh, about watching this movie for the first time today, for those out there that have possibly never seen Don John or have seen it and want just the recap, give us a quick synopsis of Don
1: John. Uh, Don John is it's really the story of Joseph Gordon-Levitt being this very stereotypical machismo. You know, guy, I mean, to my heart, an Italian guy from New York. Uh-huh. I know this in my family, but uh, very um, objectifying women looking at um, porn as this, um, the reality over expectation and this idea that in porn, because there's so much more that happens and these like fantasies that occur, that that's better than being in a real intimate relationship with a mm-hmm. woman. And no matter how good the woman is, quote unquote, in his mind, it'll never meet up to uh, the porn, the expectation of, of what that is yeah, and his evolution through realizing what being in an actual intimate relationship truly means. Yeah. Well done. Well said. That's, that's what the movie is about. I agree. Um,
0: for anybody out there that hasn't seen it, that's what we watched. And now the big
1: question, Joe, why did you want me to see this movie? Uh, You can get a little closer. Well, for me, I thought this is a movie that this is a kind of a subject that really isn't broached much. It isn't talked about much. And it's such an interesting look at the movie, the formula of the movie, uh, the narrative structure of how he visually shows the change of him. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was a movie that was like, you know, this is something a little different, a little um, less discussed. I mean, yeah. And I wanted to have a discussion about it. I want to have a discussion about this a very specific type of human being and their evolution through that relationship. And yeah, I think
0: I think that. So I'm not a huge fan of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I want okay. to get that out of the way. Okay, <laughs> like, that's And fine. it's not because he's bad. I ha- like
1: he's a. You're he's, not a JGL fan. I get it.
0: And I don't think it's like, oh, like you have to be a fan of anyone to respect what they do, right? Like he has a career that is good. He's good at what he does. I just, he. He can give me the creeps
1: is the best way to put really? it. Yeah. And okay. I
0: feel bad because, again, he's a respectable. He's a good actor. Where I mean, did it
1: begin, though? Like, cause, I, like, is that, are we talking like Third Rock from the Sun? Are we talking no, I things I hate more, about No, I think it's more so not his movies. I think
0: it's him in interviews. Okay. I think it's him in interviews and him when he talks – I've seen like things where he's talking to his hit record people, like
1: his his See, like community. I'm so far from that part of him. That's okay. Okay.
0: And it's and again, I think there's a part of me that he's just so well performed that mm. I get and I feel rude, I feel even just rude saying this because I don't know him, right? And like it's just an immediate reaction, and he's probably a great guy, and all his friends have been telling me that he's a great guy, but I always get this weird. Uncanny Valley. Do you know that term? Yeah. I always get a feeling, and it's not in movies necessarily, it's just in interviews and stuff. I get that uncanny valley feeling. Like almost like I'm watching a robot play real, and I have that oh, okay. weird feeling of like, yeah, real, but there's something off.
1: It's almost like the child star syndrome.
0: It might to be. My,
1: like the idea of like, you've been a show pony kind of rehearsed from your yeah from very early on and i've seen it a lot with like actors like that even neil patrick harris has some of that where Mm -hmm. it's like they're so good at just being a person and they're not flubbing up they're not making up they're not nervous they're not yes they're they're just so good at being that charming kind of very put together person that you're like this isn't real yeah there's no. something
0: I'm like, and and it probably is authentic to who they are but for me as a viewer just and I'm like probably a very small minority that is weirded <laughs> out by Joseph Gordon-Levitt but like he like it does it like it makes me go like uh, <laughs> like I feel like he's gonna snap he's either gonna snap and lose oh. it or it's just like there's something that's just always gonna be so calculated and so precise mm. that it will like, it just it leaves me uncomfortable that's <laughs> fair but but that said, like, that was my first, like, like, oh, no, he's having me watch Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Am I going to be able to put, put that past? Blah, right. blah, blah. But I would say, like, even going into it that, this felt like a movie that, like, that that even going with, I thought this was a good role for him. Because, uh, they, and we'll get to more breaking it down, because yeah. there was this part a part of his machismo stuff. He's very OCD. Oh, which yeah. Which they taught that it's there. It's very there, but they don't really discuss it. Um, his OCD, and I felt like that might have been something that, like, I would I would go out on a limb and say that that's a very probably a very personal thing of Joseph
1: Gordon Levitt's that he wrote in this movie. And granted, I mean, he yeah, because he he wrote it, and that was the thing that fascinated me about this movie from the get. Just like this is a chance for him to write something, direct something, have a vision, and this is the story he picks. Yeah. And it says something very interesting. Of like, that, I think that takes one huge guts and courage to be like, I'm perceived in this kind of pretty boy, one very wholesome sort of way. Because yeah. I mean, really, up until this point, there isn't really much on him that's like yeah. that dark or that. I mean, vulnerable. other. I'm, I
0: haven't seen the one movie, but I heard it's his best performance. Uh, Mystery, mysterious, mysterious skin. I've heard that is a wonderful dark. Very, like, hard movie, but beautiful yeah. at the same time. I've yet to see it, unfortunately. I haven't. Yeah. But everything else, I feel like every, And I keep, I keep like, I always want to preface this with, like, I don't think he's doing a bad job. I almost feel like he's doing too good of a job for okay. me. <laughs> like that. Like, yeah, like in Inception, it's like everything's just so, like, it feels like every choice is so, like, well defined, well, well defined like. that it doesn't feel like there's a part of me that goes, Where's the human that I feel like I'm that's going to surprise me? Okay. Yeah, you know,
1: I get, I totally get, and that. like,
0: and that's, I don't know. And it's not, and again, it's not like a thing of like you're doing a bad job. Like, there's a difference between, like, oh, that's a bad actor. It's just, there's like this thing to me of like, this is a so a chiseled actor that I'm
1: like yeah I'm it, like I don't know if I trust it yet right I almost want there to be like this not the scandal but like you just want that you want to humanize him yeah I want can. there to be a
0: crack I want there yeah. to be like a crack like in him that I'm like ooh what's what?
1: Uh, uh, right when you think of other actors you can think of like yeah, bad Well, even in or, this
0: movie like, like jump, bring it into this movie yeah. again I think that, that this character was serves that thing that I'm speaking about because this character is sort of Completely in control of his own life. He oh, like yeah. the way he lives it. He's like, I go to the gym.
1: I do this every day. Yeah, I, cle- I, I clean I, I my, my room. Pad, I love my girlfriend. I love my family. I love my church. I love my I, porn. Yeah, I but love even my porn. his porn though is so calculated. Well, yeah, and that's like right from the start. He's he talks about this thing of how he how he decides on the porn even. But like where he starts, he starts with stills and then he goes from stills yeah. to a video and then like just what videos that he goes to and like if it goes wrong, the, the fact that there's so much thought into a process that seems very animalistic, very like just, you know, like very, I don't know what the right word would be, but something that you wouldn't think has this much...
0: Yeah, it la- it lacks it lack like the characters lack of sort of humanization to it yes. at all, like like there's weirdly when you think of pornography, most like I feel like most anti porn stuff is like it's it's there's it's instinctual it's like wrong there's like an animalistic rage to it um and this character is sort of void even of that like he's not even looking at pornography as like as pleasure it's like just a calculated thing of like yeah it just does this and i'm in control and i lose myself but his his sense of losing himself is still like
1: questionable yeah very limited (laughs) yes very limited and he's just yeah it's just it's it's OCD. It's, yeah. it's, it's not even that he's doing it cause he needs to, it's doing it because like he's focused on like, this is part of the day. This is, yeah. I mop the floors, then I masturbate. I, yep. you know, <laughs> I go out to church, I come home, I masturbate. Yeah. Like, and this idea that it's not even, it's so defined in who he is that I could see him even not even having pleasure in it, just doing it because it's the thing you do in that day of the order. Right. And, you know, it's like people who get up and they have to brush their teeth before they go in the shower. They have you have your routines. This is part of that routine for for him. Yeah. Um, but I will say, and you know, we can break down as we go. What I do enjoy about this film is often you'll have films where there's just giant leaps in change in the person. Right. There's these huge evolutions in their character and this giant arc. And sometimes it doesn't even also feel like that would happen that quick or that Mm -hmm. you're going to just change as a human being this fast. Right. And I think the goals that were set forth for him to accomplish were slightly minuscule, essentially like by the end and we'll get there, but by the end, we can spoil. So yeah, by the end, you know, he's, his realizations as a human are that you should have a connection with another person while having sex and that you should thoroughly enjoy it and that you should actually care about what that person thinks and feels and wants. And that's generally where a lot of people would say they would start. Yeah. And so that's what fascinates me about that this movie. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think
0: that... The strength of this movie is that plus you see it in other his other relationships. It's not just the sex. The right. sex is of course at the forefront, right. and that's what we're what the main arc is of him being able to uh, actually have sex for the first time, meaningful and become that and you know, like. Right. But he does that with his own. I feel like that's with his his guys, like his guys. He sort of just. They're just there to function a, as a functionality of, like, I hang out with them. We go out and do this thing. But he's really there for a different cause. They're there's just, a they're just, wall. There's
1: yeah, always there's, a wall. And in his family, there's a wall. This idea that he doesn't want to really relate with his like, parents. Yeah. Really open up the door and like actually discuss mm-hmm. things. And it, it is, you're right, it, it translates to every aspect of his life. In the gym, he has, I'm just going to work out. I've got to bench press this. I've got to do this. And then I'm on, it's alone. He's on this one track by himself. Yeah. Um, which by the end, you know, he's, oh, there's a pickup game going on. I'm going to actually yeah. enjoy the game and like interact with humans. And there's this very lonesome isolation that comes with his life yeah. in this film. Which
0: I think, again, is the strength of this movie because I think anybody could have taken this material and be like, I, like you feel like it, I would immediately think if I heard about a movie that's about pornography, that's truly like showing it would be like I would expect it to be a Christian film, yeah. which I don't know. Did you ever hear about that movie called uh, it was like called Fireproof?
1: No There's no. this
0: movie that came out I watched it with a friend Just because Out of a joke It was one of those um, What's his name f- That got super Christian That was Kurt from Cameron? It was a Kurt Cameron movie You're right on the money With that <laughs> <laughs> It was a Kurt Cameron movie It was called Fireproof And it was about A Christian guy Falling into pornography It was not dealt well at all It's very heavy handed And like mm. You gotta get back On the path of <laughs> God Which I'm definitely Somebody that's far away Removed from that Kind of thinking anyway but that's what you would expect but this movie really was like not like demonizing it they clearly
1: are speaking like hey like this isn't this isn't healthy it's not normal it's not or like it's not what you should like it's not it's definitely not uh making it seem cool yeah it's not making it seem cool uh but it's also like
0: instead of like saying this it's like acknowledging that's in the world so we're not saying, you know what I mean, like, you're a horrible person because you did this, but it's like
1: saying, like, yeah, like, you're ha- it's more about your habit isn't normal. Yeah. It's a healthy – finding a balance as, and also how you – what you think about it when you're doing it and, like, yeah. why, why you're doing it. And I think even with the – there's several times, I mean, it, it's a very interesting formula of the film because it goes constantly back to these very big ideas of family and – uh, religion and then yeah. there's these moments where he's you know he's confessing yes uh, uh, all these sins that he's had during the week and the numbers are always changing you know i masturbated 17 times yeah. I, I had uh, married, uh i had sex out of wedlock and all these things that he's putting out there and it's it, it's it's interesting because it's it's like the low number it like it encourages him it allows him to sort of be like cool like i I can now, like, reset myself. Yeah. I do my, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace lord and I'm good. Right. And it's interesting idea that that's all that's needed to kind of reset yourself or, like, go back, and I think there's an interesting... Are you? Did you
0: grow up religious? I grew up Catholic. You just, so, Catholic. so this is pretty personal. This yeah. is
1: definitely very personal. Okay. And, and the idea of, like, watching... You can... I mean, you see it. He has road rage. He has anger issues. He has all these very negative qualities that kind of get encouraged or reset when he goes. And as long as he's going to church and as long as he's, he's, you know, confessing his sins, he can kind of continue on this path and this idea that that's all that's necessary. It's very, I grew up in that. I I grew Uh up in this idea of like, Oh, you know, as long as you're guilty or you feel that guilt about it, then you're good. And that's okay. And then you just, Talk about it, confess and be done. And then It's can- such a, I mean I didn't
0: grow up, I grew up Mormon, which is more just like don't do it or you're <laughs> never gonna go on to the the what they call the kingdoms of heaven. But like it is a interesting thing that abolishment of like, Oh you sinned, you confessed, now you're fine. Right. It's very I mean, the only other movie I've seen really explore it as much as this or just hit it kind of clearly was did you ever see Godfather 3 oh yeah it's not a great movie but they deal with this as well of like these guys are in the mob and they off people but they do the same thing they go and just confess and it's supposed they start the whole movie actually has some cool themes in it for as bad as it is compared to the other two of like is that really good enough are your sins really actually abolished and this movie sort of plays with that as well
1: oh yeah and it plays with the idea especially in the family household parts Um, With the religion, with all that in mind, it's such an interesting thing. You know, I grew up with a very loud family, very, (laughs) uh, you know, very energetic. Yeah. And but it was still the idea of religion and the idea that like, okay, you you go as long as you're doing this, you're a good person. But I mean, the father objectifies just as much as, if not more. That was a hard scene. Tony Danza. Tony Danza is really good. But it's too good. He's too good because it's just. It's creepy. It's you, hard oh, to see scene, him... Oh, that scene when he meets uh Johansson's character,
0: it's... Terrifyingly creepy. How much he? Because at first you just don't even see that. If there's a, and I mean I bet they purposely made that happen because you don't even see that coming. You kind of just feel like he's just a traditional like kind of white or blue collar dad. Mm -hmm. But then when that happens and he like objectifies the girl, the girlfriend, you're
1: like, "Uh," and it's kind of like encouraging to Don John and because it's it's like uh, oh good boy. Like there, there you go. That's my son. Yeah, getting the hot girl. And there's a very weird element of that. It's just like – Yes. And definitely, I mean, even as far as going with the Carl's Jr. commercial that pops up <laughs> yeah. while they're having – and they're just – the two guys are watching and they're
0: – And they're not paying attention to the two women, two women that are in their lives. Exactly. Which is a a, a, a great scene. So here's my – I, like this, I liked this movie. Okay. Uh, but those were my little downfalls of this movie as a whole is that I think it tried to tackle a lot.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it,
0: it, it, it accomplished it in the structure that it chose and did it very well. But a lot of it like sort of was like moments like I'm like, oh, you're saying something and then we're just – that's it. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of peeks into
1: things. There's a lot yes. of like glimpses into life and really only resolve the main – through line. Yes. In the film. There's not a lot of resolution for the dad doesn't get resolved. The family outlook on like him being in a relationship and being married that that's the key element of life isn't resolved. Yeah. But you know I kind of I, I will pay, i will play the devil's advocate on Please that. Please do. Then, that's life. That is life. I and, agree with that. But, and, but I get it. I, yeah. I totally get the idea of and, wanting those. And it's a very well structured
0: movie and I can see that and I can I can see the structure. And the storytelling is not is not. It's it's a very well put together movie. Yes. Um, but I think that's my thing with same with Joseph Gordon Levitt. He's a well put together actor. So this makes sense that he would put a well put together movie where I'm like, okay, I get it. But there's something I want I want you to go I want you to go just a tad deeper. Right. Like I like. And again, I'm not. I, I hate it because I feel like I'm try, I'm criticizing a guy that's good at what he does. No, but, <laughs> it's, but it's imperfections. I, it's only Tay. I want to see more imperfection. Yeah. Like I watch Julianne Moore next to him, and I'm like, Good lord,
1: Julianne Moore. I don't. There's never a moment where I'm like, You're acting. Oh, she's a no. She's a wreck. Julianne Moore, in this, which is in the best way, is she's a wreck because she's so just emotionally raw she's so yeah. on the surface with everything that it feels like they're bothering her in her own moments like they, yeah like she's just she's definitely above i will give that like she comes into this film especially for a film that's so put together that's so like we've got interesting cinematography we've got very clear editing style yes her and, and maybe this is intentional probably it probably is intentional The moment she really gets into the film which is not really till halfway through the film it changes it like it always skews its structure and she's very even the camera the way they move with her it becomes
0: handheld around handheld
1: and it's like we're shaking this up we're getting out of the system we're not organized anymore because she's not organized she's struggling through a a horrible situation where her uh, husband and her son were killed in a car accident she is um, trying to go back to classes, which has never really explained why she's in the classes with Joseph. Yeah, yeah. You know which that. is a little, again, but-,
0: but... again, it's just, that's the things that are like, it doesn't ruin this movie. No. I still think this movie's good. But those are the things where I'm like... I think it's the third act that just doesn't really, like, stand f- strong for me. I, like, there's moments where it does, but... I don't need a full resolution, but I feel like it sort of gives us thinking like now Don John is connecting. And I'll be honest, other than his hair, I know. I feel not, like Don John is still a little closed off. And I feel like maybe that's what they were going for, but I don't feel like just going off the visual at the end <laughs> plus the narration, I'm like. You're, convinced, you're trying to convince me that Don John has fully gone through a transformation, and I don't believe it. I believe that, like, oh, he started his transformation. Yes. I agree with that. I will agree
1: with that, but I, I like that. For me, I like that it's just— I like I it's
0: I just, like, I like it the start. I just don't think the movie was really portraying. Portraying yeah. it's a beginning. I think it's a— maybe it slightly is but the visuals make me feel like oh it's a happy ending of (laughs) it like you found the you know the person that's waking you up but i was like i kind of wanted a little more of like you're gonna have sex with this person for the first like it felt like to me that moment where they're on the couch right felt like a first for him but it didn't feel like the final like to me them that that at the end a little bit of them being like now that's the last person we see him having those flashes with that's I which was great visually. It's like a callback to the way he was right, looking at his pornography. Format, yeah, yeah. But it was like her. Like <laughs> I feel like you guys now are crash
1: past for a reason. But I don't buy that you're the one that you end up like. Yeah, she would have been a better um, second act. End of the second act. The new world switching. Yeah, and over. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to no, try no. to rewrite the movie. No, no. But I get. I get the the idea of it. Like Uh, because she does shake things up she does change him but she doesn't really she isn't there to change him and it does kind of go back on the idea of whether it's that person or that object or that working out she really does get added into the mix of the of his routine as opposed to it really just being him it's like now I have this woman and this woman's gonna change me
0: yeah and I think And that's okay. It's a movie. That's sort of sometimes the flaw of movies. The thing, the very medium I love and I've loved forever (laughs) is that you have only two – at the most two hours because if you go beyond that, we're all like getting bored. Yeah, unless
1: you're you know, an Avatar film or Titanic. Or or Scorsese Scorsese who can
0: occasionally pull it off that we'll sit in our seats. But it's an hour and a half, you know what I mean, that we're trying to convey this whole thing. So I get that. Right. But yeah.
1: And then I think –
0: I wanted more from the sister.
1: <laughs> I, well, Brie I, Larson's so fantastic. We know, I, mean, a,
0: well, I haven't even seen her great performances, to be honest. I've never seen Room. Re, oh, okay. Weirdly, I have not. Well, saw I mean, saw guest.
1: Her come on here and see Room. And see room <laughs> and <laughs> well, watch. I have seen her in
0: the movie Short Term. Oh, th- Short Term 12. Short Term Amazing. Amazing yeah. movie, hundred percent. One of the greatest movies in the last, like indie indie films. Yeah, my one, girlfriend got
1: me into that film, which oh, got really? me into Brie Larson because oh. she's a behavioral specialist. Oh, so cool! That's her life. Like, oh wow! That's really? And her they life. really?
0: I mean, I don't know that world, but they whatever it's they portrayed close. felt so yes there. And Brie's amazing in that movie. Yeah, but in this movie, <laughs> I, it, it, she's doing fine. Yeah. It just felt like. That moment, I get it. It was a touching moment where she finally speaks. She's like, he wasn't good. But it felt – again, it was just my third act issues. Like, yeah, Here's something all, I think we all saw that as an audience. So you're doing a good job in, in leading me there. Like, yeah, this girl doesn't give a shit. She's just controlling you yeah. and this. But I get it. it was a moment. It was one of those moments where it didn't feel – I had a conversation recently with this – uh, I think with Kel Hills, you know, Kell Hills, yeah. we were talking about how like you, we like those moments in movies where somebody sort of says what the movie's about. Right. But if you, if it's, if it feels any, you have to be like, if the performance or the way it's written is sort of like you're aware of it, it doesn't hit as, it's not as powerful. Whereas like, if it is really like, it's a surprise where it comes from, but, and, and it's performed in a way that like, it tricks you into thinking, it, like, it's like good exposition.
1: Right. Well, it's like almost, and I don't know if this is ever done well. I I would lean on the side that it's not done as well. <laughs> it's like when Kevin Smith does the silent Bob parts. Yeah. And it's like, cool, we're going to sum up the movie. Yeah, and this moment it's like that's a terrible version of it I love Kevin Smith I love the movies but that's not that was very much one of these moments (laughs) where it's like the character who doesn't talk for the entire time is gonna have I was so
0: observant of all yeah I was observant
1: of everything kind of ex machina where it's just like yeah let's like we need to get to him to have the realization and so having his sister who's been silent and texting the entire time yeah is gonna throw out the most like Introspective, very well thought out, but it was it it was it was good. I think he got in there himself.
0: He got in there herself. She performed it fine. Yeah, there was just for me. I guess I wanted to like.
1: I don't know. Just I don't want. I don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, not that the third act was terrible by any means. It didn't drop. I wouldn't say the. It's not like a movie you see in the third act drops the ball, right? And you're like, what? This movie was just like more of just me. me. I I tend to be nitpicky on here. Well, (laughs) why not? Yeah, why not? Like that's the point. We're trying to do this as well ourselves. Like I can only try to be nitpicky. I think only the better, the best that are out there. Like they might not. have an outlet like, or choose to not do it like me and shoot myself in the foot career-wise and talk about (laughs) it on a podcast. But I think we're all trying to, like, the best, probably
1: look at everything critically in some degree to try to improve upon themselves. And this kind of brings me back to why I I even chose this film. It's like, again, as someone, who I want to write. I want to direct films. I want to have my voice and my perspective. And I always was taught in film school and also just in life that that first project you do is very much like it's you. The first project is always going to be kind of your your child, your yeah. your baby, what you think about life, what you think about culture, what you think about religion. And then after that, that really proves you as a writer because if you can move beyond just your own personal insight. And like you mentioned with Joseph Gordon-Level, you don't know him as a person. He's very well maintained. It just fascinates me that this is the first yeah. film. And this is his talk and he wants to talk about like if someone said hey you know what would joseph gordon levitt write a film about it would not be oh he's going to write a film about porn and yeah. about a guy who's obsessed with porn yeah. and disconnected from his life and his friends and the people yeah. he's he surrounds himself with
0: uh I- I think it did a great job. Like, I just want to hit that again. Like, oh, as yeah, much no. as I've, like, ragged on and have my <laughs> personal issues with a guy I'm probably deep down just jealous of, uh, but, like, it is a good movie. Right. It wasn't a, it's not a oh. movie where I go, oh, well, that was a waste of my hour and a half. Right. It's very well done. I, I can see. It works. I think there's a little bit of like I can see the, the mechanics of it, and I think that's the only I would. That's yeah, the yeah. only like thing. I'm like I can see your mechanics, but that's also it's your first fucking movie, right? Well, and then <laughs> if I showed you some of
1: my sh- movies I've made, I no, you know, I won't show you. <laughs> it's very film school movie in the sense, and I as a film school student, too, it's very yeah. much like here's the outline of how the movie should go. Which I think is fine, and I, I would totally agree, and fine. Like, that's what I kind of like about it because it does give it like, okay, here's your first act, here's the second clear act, the third yes. act, the changes that need to happen, the arcs that need to occur. There wasn't really a lot of subplot for this, so there wasn't a lot of tying up for other. Right, but I mean,
0: but again, I want I want to say we've gone to film school, and I know this is like we have a different eye on it anyway. Right. Like a general audience is going to watch this and probably not see that as much. No. Um, so it's like, I have to like, actually like, you have to choose to step a take a step back. And like, well, does it still function? Does it still work?
1: And it does. And it does. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, what's so funny is I haven't watched it and, and I knew we were doing this. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch Obviously mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it beyond the last time I saw it, which I saw it in theaters. Oh, which wow. if you want to talk about an uncomfortable moment. Not just two people, but, like, a uh, entire audience of people who are all feeling something yeah. very different about porn or about seeing these images in a full, like, crowd of people. On a big people. screen, too. Kind of big, yeah. It was one of those moments. And I was with my girlfriend. We, it was a double date. Uh-huh. So there you go, oh, too. Dude, <laughs> like, like we which didn't is know funny because
0: I think they advertised the show as, like, sort of a date movie. Yeah, it was kind I of romantic. I can't romantic. remember. Yeah.
1: It was very kind of romantic comedy because, like, The glimpse of, like, the way he's singing good vibrations in the car, Marky Mark, and all that stuff was kind of the forefront of what you saw. Yep. And just this idea of, like, it was a a relationship movie. And they really didn't, I don't, in the, it's been a few years, but I don't think they really advertised it. Yeah, I think you're
0: right. I mean, I knew it had
1: something to do with
0: porn, but... I'm, I, as you're talking, sorry I'm keep continuing I was gonna yeah. see if we can watch the theatrical trailer oh, yeah. and actually see if we think we, we got duped into it. So like I've never really done this before but as we're recording, I want to watch I just turned the sound back on We're gonna watch their theatrical trailer and see what we think. I'm very queer. it's very like yeah, very clear we're like oh we were wrong <laughs> let's see really about in life like my body okay. My yeah. Ride. That's yeah. My family. The yeah. style's very clear. My boys, my girls, and my boys.
1: My body, my pad, my ride,
0: yep. my family. Getting that routine. My, my boys, my girls, my boys. Yeah, my
1: definitely. My I love that they have Scarlett Johansson in this very warm white. Yeah. All times. They definitely, almost like it was
0: contractual.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, you, you, you know, her contract says we cannot make her look bad.
1: Why'd you
0: say yes to me? Okay, so we sort of left the porn around behind for a while. We know there's a complication in this. We're like, okay. the most
1: beautiful thing I've ever
0: seen in Quickly cut to porn.
1: Right?
0: It's almost like They are like Showing the first act a lot Yeah It's all They're, first act Which is fine I don't want more than that In a fucking trailer No I don't want to know the movie What are you doing? I was just reading email No you
1: weren't caught me watching porn I do think okay. that Like all right. They like They've set it up as a a romantic. Comedy. Like, it's a very romantic comedy.
0: It's not as like deep seated. Yeah, because even this argument right there, everybody looks at porn like they're using the beats that make it feel this is gonna be a fun fucking
1: movie oh, yeah. about like a guy to watch what happens to porn. Yeah, he gets caught once watching porn and right. then suddenly Yeah. Oh no, my relationship. Maybe tell me try something new. Funny, okay. touching, almost like a love triangle because they have the Julianne Moore stuff. It's like, yeah, it definitely puts it in a different. It puts it in a different light. And this,
0: I think, yeah. I, can I be honest? I hated that moment. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> like oh, well, it's cliche. It's
0: very cliche. And I sort of like, I like, and I, and I get that. I will say this: there's a strength. I, I didn't. I mean, I just don't know. I just don't care for him like singing because I think that's one of those cute moments where I'm like. Yeah, it reminds me of like the when actors go on to like Jimmy Kimmel or not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon and, like lip sync and I just don't oh, care. Yeah. and like I just don't care. <laughs> right. But him singing in the car, good vibrations. I would say maybe the strength is though that he still hides that from the the other car, so there's a little bit of that like maybe he hasn't fully grown yet. Right. And so it is, give me I that. mean
1: and it is I think it's only okay because of all the other scenes that have occurred with him being in the car and the anger yes. so it's very like if we want to get the point across like it's very a producer note to me of like we really want the audience to know he's changed yeah so let's put something fun loving for this guy who's gotten car anger issues and road rage yeah. and so i i get it in that way but i do it, that he would still be one a thing bad that,
0: driver if he's driving around oh, yeah. like singing like that
1: yeah He's terrible. <laughs> he's, he's a menace. Yeah, yeah, I think he was pretty much
0: oversteering. <laughs> oh too. yeah, always. You're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> he's just swerving in the lanes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Don John, come on, pay no, trailer, to the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've never done that before until today. But like, I think you're set up. So go on. You were saying you're on this double day. That's what oh, yeah. got us to the yeah. trailer.
1: On this double day, and like you have this expectation of what the film's going to be in this kind of comedy or, mm-hmm. but then you're sitting there in an audience and you're watching a lot of porn clips and a lot of, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like this is where we're going. And the, there's always those moments. Like I would look to my girlfriend, like, are we all good? And like, I was like into it in, in the sense of like, okay, I, I get what they're trying to do here. And I right. get that there's a bigger story, but it was, interesting it was interesting to see that delved into and talked about and yeah in that moment and i mean we all walked away we really enjoyed it um she's a very big G- jgl fan okay so that oh, probably i know really Again,
0: i'm not, i'm not no I, I don't hate him no, no
1: I, <laughs> I totally like you saying it i i get it i'm not against i think that. it's a tasting it's yeah. all it is yeah, it's it's a quality there. I
0: just, it just it's like it's like when I have conversations with people that like John Mayer or Dave Matthews band. Hey, there's no denying that they are amazing musicians. I just will never like them. <laughs> I, I agree with you on John Mayer,
1: so there's just a, like a, not a blandness, but there's just, it kind of actually is the same thing. I'm not thing. even going to call a, it bland, because some people does it for them. Yeah, but there's nothing there. For me, it's like, yeah. nah, it just doesn't connect. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Um. I think this movie makes it for me with Julianne Moore. I think that really, that's the thing that makes it. And the idea of, and I love movies that really play into expectations over reality and what we build up in our heads. And I love uh, the relationship stuff when it comes to that of like, oh, well they won't do what porn does for me or this idea that you can't connect with somebody on a real level. And that he finally does. Of course, like I love that it's not, encouraging like we talked about it earlier it's not encouraging the behavior it's not make idolizing it or making it like cool yeah. and like it's 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 a good balance of how they portray yeah i would agree this sort of thing and this is a very this is a real thing for for people it's um, in our world it's and it been... escapism and it yeah. really, if you boil it completely down it's just escapism there's
0: here's the thing You're hitting on a good note, and I think that's what I wanted more of this movie, if I had to be, like, hypercritical, is that I wish that they would explore that, it would have, like, he's funny in that scene where he hits on, he's like, you watch all those other movies, I would almost wish that was, like, discussed more, because I feel like that would be, like, I feel like that's, like, a class, you would go in college and talk about how, like, we have porn, who's a fake reality for men, but then there are, like, romantic comedies that i personally think romantic comedies growing up like i tried to watch ghost a while back again and as i was not try i just turned it on and watched it but i realized that like all of of, like my own personal like hang-ups or like expectations in my relationships up to that like in the past were like they are like really rooted in this fucking movie right of what that movie as a child seeing it told me what was expected when you went through life, like what love and how love, how love, how grand it was supposed to be. And and it's like, oh fuck man, like that's not, yeah. that's
1: not the reality at all. No, that's not the reality. And I, yeah, there's so many, I I grew up like JTL again, but 10 things I hate about you, all the high school mm-hmm. comedy, movement, I'm like, my fucking high school experience was nothing like yeah. this. And I felt so like out of like, God, I don't have like cool, edgy, like, like <laughs> lifestyle. I'm like, I'm going to class, I go to theater after I go to class, (laughs) and I go home. I don't go to house parties that are in, like, mansions. I don't, and this idea of, like, what we expect our life to be or what we want it to be and and all that stuff. And even just, like, what we I think escape and then we tell other people is not okay. Mm -hmm. There's an interesting thing of that, of, like, you know, I'll escape in romantic comedies and these idealized eyes of what a man should be or what a girl woman should be. And then the same thing with the porn, but, like, not to say that that's on the same level, but there are... Like, they're parallels. They're parallel. I don't think it's the
0: same. It's like, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's like, I'll, I mean, in a more lighter way, like, my girlfriend and I, we have very specific television tastes. And I'm, I will admit I'm a wrestling fan. And, like, I... You don't fine. have to admit. Just be proud of it. But yeah, yeah, but that, <laughs> that's the thing. And then, like, she loves uh, Housewives. And, like, the reality... I am it took us the longest time
0: who I'm dating loves reality TV and I'll watch it with her you'll never catch me watching it by myself but I've just been like I'll enjoy it with her because she gets such a kick out of it
1: right and the same thing and there's and they're really the same which is so funny they're totally the same it's like it's the male soap opera (laughs) over the female soap opera (laughs) and like we both now are watching both and I'll admit I actually watch them now and I'm like oh man you know this like whatever uh, one of the girls in the house I was like oh she's such a yeah. and like find myself like getting into yeah. it
0: oh, I'll, I think you can only enjoy it I, I think who I'm dating like asked me about it Um, she's like why do you like something about it and I was like cause what, what why put myself in a position in a sense of like to just like be miserable Uh, I have to watch this with you right? rather than be like you enjoy it why don't I just give over to it yeah it's a small part of my life for like an hour or more that if I just give into it, it's fun while I do it Oh yeah, and I just can leave it there. And It's like, I'm learning that more in my life. It was like, there's certain things, even painful things where you just go like, okay, just go through it. It will (laughs) be over. And then like that, the flip side is like, I have a good time. I have a good time
1: watching Survivor. (laughs) You have little like new thoughts and new ideas and new creative. Yeah. And like it, it, you embrace it. But I, at the start, of the reason I even said that is just like it's interesting how we all do escape in some way and even in his O C D like I love my brother. My brother's the same way with the O C D stuff with like cleaning in the house mm-hmm. and like the working out and the He idea. would hate my apartment right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> but um well you're in a move. You're moving. I know, moving. but it's a disaster. It, but go on. <laughs> but like this idea of like having I feel like we all have something that we that that's our thing. Like, that's, like, me, I have to make coffee if I want to write, which is such a terrible thing. Like, I do the... But I have to go for the motion. like, I brew my coffee, I sit down at my desk, I'm gonna write now, I'm really writing because I have a cup of coffee. Yeah. As if that's gonna fuel my creativity. It's not. But it's just part of... It's in my... Right. My daily life. And I think that's the part that's, like, really interesting about this film is there's several of these which... He doesn't tackle all of them. Doesn't really. Yeah, I get. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's, but that's all right.
0: I mean, we did definitely. We we there is a clear journey though for the character, um, that's there and it's present. Yeah. I think I, I have a question for you, and you maybe can't answer, but um, but in regards to that, uh, how did how did your girlfriend? And the other person you're with, their date, feel about the Scarlett Johansson character. Because I'm very curious, like her third act, clearly she doesn't change very much. But I'm wondering, I was just curious because there's, the portrayal of women in this are not negative, per se. They're not. They're they're objectified. Then she is sort of like, (laughs) the other representation for him is, is two things which is someone that's trying to control you and make you unhappy in a weird way. And then the other one is, Oh, I'm, I'm here to, to give you, to change you. Right. Yeah.
1: There, it's not a very, there's not a very large depth of, of women in this, which I would say is the, is the negative of it. And I mean, even her character, that's a very specific type of one person where I think if he was in a relationship with someone else would have handled it. It, absolutely differently Uh and maybe he wouldn't have felt so obligated to this idea of like oh there's only one thing i either have my porn or i have girlfriend right um idea and i'm i'm not a i will admit i'm not a fan of her in the film oh Um, i'm not either and i I I think they purposely were making
0: you not a fan of her
1: but for my i think for my girlfriend it's it's the same thing of like in terms of the storyline it makes sense and the characters i think it would have been Nice to have a middle ground somewhere mm-hmm. because you have like the two extremes, which is Julianne Moore, and then you have Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and
0: then your other two representations are a mom who is all about family and kids, and and, and... and then the sister that doesn't talk. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, I'm ripping it. I'm ripping it apart. But like that, that's my only thing. and I'm very curious. I would love to hear. Um, the perspective, a different perspective, because we're like men, and it's clearly like sort of a, a man-driven,
1: yeah, folk, male, masculine-driven
0: movie. Um, I'm very curious what the other other yeah, I, I, people I really don't um, outside of like, like because being too like, you know, we identify as like a cis white, male, yeah. cis white, straight. <laughs> you know, I'm curious what other people would, how they'd pick up
1: on it. Yeah, no, and I think that's what's interesting about that is. It does make you almost feel uncomfortable being that while watching it, like yeah, because, which is good, which is what I mean in a, which is what I think it's trying to do, for it, sure. In the sense of like, oh yeah, it's it's showing a lot of mal, like masculinity and machismo and objectifying, but it's not making you want to do it. It's being like, oh, like this is just this is yeah this is a real thing. Some people actually are like this because I I was watching it. I remember like going through while watching and be like, this is very okay, this is very stereotype, this is overdone and then sure. as I'm watching, I'm like, no, actually, there are people that I can think like of this. very many people that are just <laughs> like this is their life and this is how they look at things yes, yeah. and it is it is interesting in that way and oh, I
0: know. have friends that I have said shit around me that I'm like don't
1: no that's I don't not. even know how to
0: shut it down properly because I'm just like don't
1: especially when you're in that that's a that's a really that's a whole conversation in itself it's like being in the same group with people and kind of identifying uh visually identifying or like being like this is the thing that we were taught to be or this is the thing that they were taught to be But i'm not because i'm like i'm absolutely not that person i don't i'm not into the idea of objectification and i'm not i've never uttered those words my girlfriend would literally look at me and be like Like it was a joke if I've ever – I've never been that kind of person. And so it is interesting like having to go through that and like seeing that that exists and we have – or you can have people in your life and like having that conversation and how do you get people Mm -hmm. on your same level or yeah, everyone's going to be – Yeah, everyone's going to be
0: different and it's a tricky thing to go for but I think as men we have to like – just to end on like the discussion of Don John, I think there is a part of a like you have to like start. You know, I don't necessarily think you have to be aggressive or aggro about it, but there is like an obligation of like speaking up.
1: Yes, and ch- and just making making a stand because one, it's just it needs to happen. Yeah, and if people do, it's less people objectifying or what. Yeah, it's it's the same thing of like not saying anything is just as bad as yeah as being a part of the problem you know and, mm-hmm,
0: totally so,
1: but this is as the movie uh this is a definitely interesting glimpse into that life for sure and i think it's a great
0: uh like way i think he chose um a great way of a story to tell to sort of have that discussion rather than just most of the time it's just a thing he's never discussed Right, and so I, mean, I think that's wonderful. I think. I, I did you ever see Shame? Uh, no. So it's a di- it's about like sex addiction with uh, Michael Fassbender. Okay. Another great movie that sort of tackles this. A very different tone, of course. Right. Um, but it's a a wonderful film. It definitely explores those dark areas of like the thing that's in our lives all around us, yeah. which is just sex, sex. and t- relationships. You know yeah. what I mean? The mm-hmm. thing that we how we connect on a daily basis. <laughs> In some sense, um, great. So before we wrap up, I have a question for you, yes, Joe. Um, so my podcast, of course, is about I will watch anything once. That's So my question though is for you: Are there is there any sort of type of movie, uh, genre, director, anything it can be in a spe- it can be as broad or specific as possible y- you choose. Is there any sort of movie or something that you t- will not watch or avoid? Ooh.
1: I really like to consider myself being very open. Um, <laughs> we all do. <laughs> as, yeah, right. Yeah, I'd like to consider air quote, just air quote <laughs> all over that. Um, but you know what? I I have to say, and this is—I have a lot of friends who love like horror films. And there's, like, I can't get into, like, the paranormal ones.
0: Really? That's specific because horror movies comes up a lot. Yeah. I'm somebody that has a hard time watching horror movies. It takes a lot for me to be convinced to actually watch one. So why paranormal?
1: Well, I I can't watch paranormal because it's the one that feels least likely to happen, which is so funny because the ones for me that are terrifying that I will watch but I can't stand because they're so real are, like, those – like, The Strangers. Uh Like, the movies about, like, home invasion – like serial killers, things that are very prevalent. And those are the ones that I'm like, ooh, I don't want to watch because I know that's just too real. But it's happened. happened. It's happened. <laughs> but like paranormal ones, I just can't get into it. I can't ever feel like creeped out or interested.
0: What was the last paranormal like type of movie did you see? Scary.
1: Um, the Conjuring.
0: The Conjuring.
1: The Conjuring. And like I'll watch them. My girlfriend likes them. I have like, right. friends who love that genre. With a passion, I feel like if you like that genre, yeah. you like it with a passion. Um, it's one of those. It's mm-hmm. like like in punk rock. If you like it, you're in. Yes. Um, I've just never been in. I'm very surface level. Like I'll watch, you know, maybe Jason, maybe those kind of movies. Friday okay. the 13th. But
0: are you more like I like? I'll watch. I'll engage a lot with them when around like October.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like, like it's good. like a, I treat them like it's very seasonal. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like oh, it's a holiday. All right, I'll watch. Yeah, that's the only time I actually do. It's really because that's when I watched The Conjuring last. That's funny. Yeah, did.
0: I watched it for the first time this last year. And I
1: was like, okay, that's fun. Now let's put that aside. And <laughs> move on to the, the other that's films. funny.
0: I there are occasionally though a couple that like surprised me and I really liked them. Yeah. Uh, did you by any chance see the Babadook? Oh, I did. It's I a did. great. I, really... I just thought it was a great movie. It used. I thought it was great that they used the horror genre to discuss, um, like that grief, dealing with yes. that depression, dep- like that deep seated grief that can destroy a life. I thought that was very. Yeah, that was well good, done. There
1: was a few. Oh, I'm, now I'm escaping. It's escaping my mind. Um, but the one, it was like the very camp killer one. But there was a, a huge twist, and I'm trying to remember. Is a the, huge the cabin. twist! Oh, Cabin in the Woods! Cabin in the Woods! Yeah, which is or, sort
0: of subverting all of the the.
1: It's like the breaking apart. Yeah. yeah, the
0: genre itself. It's and great. I, I, and I mean, I was, it was Josh Whedon wrote it, and
1: everything. yeah. And I, I don't even con- which it is a horror film. But I don't really even consider it. it's like. Yeah,
0: it's like it feels like it's a hybrid of other things. It's and I think
1: I like suspense. I like twists. Um, in that in that way. What's the last
0: good twist that you liked? Oh God!
1: It's been a. I feel like it's been a while. Just, I feel like the last real twist in a movie, which is going to date me, like that I've thoroughly enjoyed, and I'm probably wrong because I'm just forgetting. <laughs> but it's like Memento. It's like it's, so it's good. kind of
0: yeah. Like, what's the big twist in that one?
1: I've seen it, so you can because sp- um, I know. I, is it the reveal? What's the big reveal? The big again? reveal is that he's basically furthering his own mystery by because he has this amnesia, yeah, short-term memory loss, where he's creating a villain. So like he actually has solved the mystery. There's his wife was found, like the murder was, solved but, was solved, but he has nothing else to look for in his life. So he sets I need to re- makes wow. himself forget basically yeah. that he's to
0: give, himself purpose. to give himself purpose. I need to rewatch that and movie.
1: What's funny, that movie's being remade. Why? Exactly. I have who? no idea. Um I forget who picked it up, but um some company bought a bunch of old Criterion films or what and they're redoing them. Based on their popularity on like DVD, and Memento is one of those few films where I'm like, I have no reason, because the twist is done, and like most people know it, it's not a movie you can really yeah why the hell redo or who you're gonna do it with. It's a very indie film, so giving it any bigger of a budget makes it just not interesting. Fuck yeah, yeah. It's such a
0: self-contained story that I don't know,
1: and it's one of my favorite earlier works.
0: Yeah, um, Nolan sort of has lost my faith in him. I mean, I'm really excited to see Dunkirk, but you know, what? his a, last couple of movies have just. I think I think after Dark Knight, I just started to be like, I don't like your storytelling.
1: He was a director that thrived on a low budget. He fr- uh, thrived on like not having everything, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the George Lucas uh, syndrome of like ah. you get everything, you get the money, you get the big budgets, and somehow the story and the plot. Are lost, or, a, I would say stories lost. Story's plot lost.
0: is all there because that's what well, I see. Is like yeah. I see this happens, this happens, but I don't right. see like the story, like the plot should be hidden from you because I'm just engrossed right. in a story or the
1: intrigue or the. I think there's something that comes out of having to be so independent. So yeah. like we have to work off of a very low budget. The following is one of my favorite films. And it yeah, it's surprising earliest. how good that is. It's his first one, right? His first, his first one, speech. and like half of his locations were lost. But they had rehearsed the scenes for like a month and a half to the point where they knew them so well that they were just picking up shots and grilling That's all cool. their shots. So they were just doing it wherever they could. And it gave it such a good feel. Yeah. And such an interesting story there. And I feel like when you have a low budget, you have to have a very a compelling story yeah. to make it work. And I, I think, think no matter what the budget is, if the story's be.
0: not compelling, it's not going to work, right? You would think. You Yeah, you'd think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not always the case. True. Um, I will make that. I'm not a fan of like Avatar. I'm not a fan of like.
0: I think, I mean, I saw it for the first time for this podcast and I was surprised I liked it.
1: I Well, I just think I, I lost myself because of how it was all about just the visuals. Like it was very much like, yeah, the story is like, Pocahontas, it's... Like, yeah, it's surface story. It's very surface story, but look at our, you know, look at what we're
0: doing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I know when I go down the, you know, mm-hmm. the rabbit hole of that movie, but, like, for me, it was like, in the end, I was like, again, okay, I'm, not, I'm not gonna buy the movie. I'm not gonna right. go out of my way to see it again anytime soon. But I was like, James Cameron does that simplicity. Yes. Probably at least in the top three directors. Oh, absolutely. He can take that simple thing and make an audience forget that you've seen this story,
1: and I appreciate before. what it's. Done. It's the same thing. I think we can bring it back with your idea of JGL. It's like I can look at James Cameron movie and be like, "Oh yeah, like I get it. I respect it. Yeah. I think it's well done. I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just not for me.
0: For sure, hundred percent agree with that. That's right. the fun thing about being a creator, too. Right? You got to figure out what you're going to create, and in the end, you're not creating. You got to create for what you'd want and put it out there, rather than. I think a
1: lot, of films, yeah, a lot of films try to aim for every audience Ooh. and those are the films I think that lose it. When you when you try to be very specific, when you try to talk about a subject matter or even just create a story that's driven at something, Yeah, anything, you'll find more often than not that there's plenty of people outside of that mm-hmm. that can also relate. But yeah. when you're trying to appease everyone, I think comic book movies do this. Often, where they're not trying to just appease like the comic book fans, they're trying to appease the little kids and the seniors right. and every everyone, and you lose something because you're not making, because you're not picking a point of view. Yeah, you're not being, you don't have a perspective.
0: Okay, we're gonna end on this because I I love the Marvel universe right now. I actually um, think they're killing it. Well, no, no, it.
1: Marvel, excellent. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm predating, like not this past run of Marvel. Okay, films. that's fine. But yeah, I will I will agree. It's- doing very well right I
0: think me. they are. I think they're doing very... I think they're finally taking the right risks. Yes. They're, they're containing it, but then also like going, oh, we'll get a certain director to kind of bring a different flair to it.
1: They actually have depth. Yes. You can remove that. They're the still comic book movies. I get it and I want them to be that. Right. But. but I feel like there's some level you could remove some aspects of it being a comic book movie and you still have yeah a, a story which I think pre-2000... Like None of those for sure, early
0: yeah, in. definitely. guess we'll end from yeah, Don John I mean, to superhero movies, <laughs> yeah, why not? That makes
1: sense, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, he I was, mean I'm and, uh, probably obsessed with superhero movies as much as Don John is obsessed with porn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a good note, uh, yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Joe, thank for, you for taking the time me. to uh, introduce me to Don
1: John. Um, it yeah, was a pleasure for having me on. I'm glad I could show you this film. and realize in the first ten minutes that there's gonna be some hell yeah bro hell
0: yeah bro yeah yeah If you want more from Joseph Kibler, you can follow him on Twitter at Joseph josephkibler. You can follow him on Instagram at jkibler17. Also, twice a month, he hosts a mono-scene improv show at the clubhouse in Los Angeles called The Monopoly. Check that out for some great comedy in the indie improv scene in Los Angeles. Also, check out his documentary, Walk On. It's a very inspiring and award-winning documentary about him being a disabled 21-year-old, born with HIV, training for a 6.2-mile AIDS walk. It's a very inspiring um, documentary. We actually have an episode coming up of the podcast that's going to be centralized about that documentary. But you can check it out now at walkondocumentary.com. Definitely check it out to be inspired and moved by those um, overcoming the odds that they've been born with. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. You can um, stay up to date on the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, as well as Snapchat at I-W-W-A-O. If you have movies you'd want me to watch, you can just send me a, a direct message or email me at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from my listeners. Also, please go onto iTunes and rate review and subscribe to the podcast. That will bring more listeners. More importantly, though, rate and review. If you go on there and you rate and review the podcast, I will drop your name. I'll drop your name all over this podcast. And thanks because that rating and that review will help bring listeners to the podcast. There's some cool, um, updates to the podcast coming soon. Can't say anything yet, but some great things happening. Uh, Can't wait to tell you all And little small little changes To make this podcast even better For the listeners out there So thank you again for listening And remember If you haven't seen it once You can't complain How do you pronounce your last name properly kibler kibler yeah all right yeah it's not kibler <laughs> it's cute Kib- i thought kibler. it was
1: kibler but i always check yeah yeah no no worries uh great what did yes. you have for breakfast joe uh today i i had nothing because everything in my fridge expired oh my god yeah everything expired uh literally eggs milk all that fun stuff expired jeez yeah it was a how do you look at
0: eggs? I feel like eggs can
1: last. I, yeah, you know what? I, I double bought. So, like, I was prepping ahead of oh, time. I'm okay. like, oh, I'm going to need eggs, so I'll get eggs now. All right. And then I didn't realize I didn't need eggs as soon as I was going to have them. And by the time uh, I came around actually needing oh, them, it expired. I should check
0: the eggs in my fridge. There you yes. go. I mean, I'm in the middle of moving, but well, yeah. I know I have some eggs in there.